And we're going to dig into the ways that I feel like I fell short in 21 and how I'm going to like correct course as we go into the new year. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. All right, who's ready to enter the new year with focus, strategy, and a plan to get your business really clicking in 2022? Okay, all right. Yep, I I see you. I know this may be a podcast, you guys, but I saw that hand go up over there in western Nebraska. And yep, I saw that head nod by the listener in Des Moines on her way to work. Cool. And then, yep, over in North Carolina, I saw a few eyebrows go up when I said that. Okay, cool, cool. So I know you guys are with me when I say that I'm ready to level up and claim this new year. And I think you guys are too. So in quarter one, which is January, February, and March, MKM is relaunching our signature social school. And the theme is going to be super fun, but I can't reveal it yet. But in social school this session, we are going beyond just your social media marketing. We are going to discuss how to strategically plan marketing across all channels for the 2022 year. We're going to dive into quarterly planning, building out campaigns, website best practices, email marketing, and more. This program was specifically designed to take the guesswork out of when and what to say so that your marketing helps you feel empowered as the owner of your small business. This way you learn how to share what you do and sell your products, but you don't feel salesy, but you do get sales from all of your marketing efforts. When you join social school, you get monthly trainings that are organized around a specific theme. You get bonus videos sent via email. You get opportunities to ask questions and get answers, not only of your peers in the group, but also of me, Molly, of Molly Knuth Media. And we also have a private Facebook community so that all of this stays confidential. You also get a content calendar to help guide you through your month so you know what to say. And you get other great resources so that you feel supported in your marketing. You have someone to turn to when you have questions. And all of this is strategically organized to help you launch or continue to grow your business in the new year. This is for the small town, small business owner, the person who's organizing and maintaining social channels on behalf of other business owners and organizations, or the person who just wants to see their small town thrive. If this sounds like you, head over to mollyknuthmedia.com slash shop, click on MKM Social School, and you'll get all the details and be able to register for the program. I am so excited for this session because Honestly, I think it's so smart when you can tie in your social to your website, email, and beyond, and we're going to give up all the secrets in this round. So that's mollyknuthmedia.com slash shop. Look for the social school link to get all the details and to reserve your place in our quarter one MKM social school. I know. Let's do a 
next new year planning and projecting episode. That would be so unique and fun, said every business podcast host ever, ever. So today, even though I'm like, oh, this would be a perfect week to talk about how I'm planning and preparing for the new year. I was like, that's what everybody is doing right now. Jenna Kutcher, Amy Porterfield, all the gurus. So rather than talking about what I can do to maximize success or increase margin and profit, giving you tips for how to do better in the next year or vibing you up, today I'm going to share where I sucked in 2021. The bad, the bruised, the ugly, yes, the things I'm ashamed to admit. That's where we're going in today's episode. So for an Enneagram 3 like me, and I don't know how many of you guys know about the Enneagram, but Enneagram, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, it's like a personality assessment that you can take. If you Google just Enneagram, there will be a million different quizzes and tools that you can take that give you one of nine numbers. And based on the number that you get because of the way that you answer these questions in the quiz, it reveals different things about your personality. Uh, where you excel and maybe you fall short, ways that you are like uniquely gifted and ways that you maybe are challenged and you need to work through. So for me, I'm an Enneagram 3. This means I am an achiever. I am self-motivated. I want to get things done to the best of my ability. I hate being seen as a failure or as inept. And for me, talking about the things that I'm not good at is a huge struggle. I hate asking for help, which is a trademark Enneagram 3 thing. Um, But today I'm going to lean into that discomfort and I'm going to show you that no business on Instagram, even if they have Instagrammable photos and stories, no business on Instagram or in real life is perfect. Every business owner is working through some things behind the scenes. They might project the perfect image and they have like Lamborghinis or they're going on vacation every other week. But behind the scenes, maybe they have like razor thin margin. Maybe they just shared that they passed into the six figure or the seven figure club in revenue. That's revenue. That is not take home pay. Maybe they are like just killing it and their graphics look awesome. But what you can't see is all of those like hours and hours of effort and learning that they spent behind the scenes to get that done. So We're going to dig in behind just the pretty things that we see on social media, the successes and all the celebrations for me specifically. And we're going to dig into the ways that I feel like I fell short in 21 and how I'm going to like correct course as we go into the new year. So welcome to this most uncomfortable episode for me at Small Minded Podcast. Let's go. Okay, I'm going to break this down into five segments. So first, I'm going to talk about like business as a whole, like a big overview of just like the business. And by the business, I'm talking about Molly Knuth Media, which is like my my actual business. And then the podcast here is just like an offshoot of that. Um, and then we'll dig into finances because I've always like, I feel like even more so in the last year, I've just really been intrigued by like business finances. And I'm never like, I've not done as much as I could have as far as learning about business finances. So I think maybe that's why this year I'm just so intrigued by it. Then we'll break down into more of like the personal side. So we'll look at friendships, family, and personal development. So those are the five ways that I have organized this episode. So first up, let's dig into topic one, which is business as a whole. So 
When I look back over the past five years at MKM, we will be starting year six. Like, okay, I'm, I always get so confused about this. Like, even with babies, like the first calendar year of anything is not counted, right? So like after they've been here for 12 months, a baby technically is one year old. And then so for the next whole year, when they're technically in their second year of life, they're still just considered one, right? So for Molly Knuth Media, technically this like we'll have our fifth birthday, but this is my sixth year of business. I'm going into the sixth year. So honestly, five years was kind of like my goal because I didn't want to be a statistic. <laughs> so this is so my personality. I didn't want to be one of those businesses that was a statistic and didn't make it to the five-year mark. So that's been like what I've been chugging towards this whole time. Just like, I'm going to keep powering through. I'm going to get to five years. And so now I have surpassed that, which I'm super proud of. But now I'm just like, okay, we're going to keep chugging. We're going to get to 10. So as I look back at each year of the business, I can see pretty much how I've kind of aligned my vision. So some years it's like, I need to develop my skills. And then I'll be able to say, oh, okay, I see like all of the different courses and workshops and ways that I was working that year were gearing towards learning more about specifically Instagram or specifically social media tactics. And then in another year, it might have been growing my personal network in this area. So rather than being involved in things like social media society, I was like investing in masterminds here at a local level. Or I was participating in speaking events down in some of the metro areas in southern Iowa. And I could just see like trends over the years of like ways that I was like challenging myself to grow and learn more. But in this past year, in 2021, I, I can't say that I had no learning because I learned a lot. I spent a lot of time invested in personal um, relationships development, but I didn't like learn or commit myself to programs where I would learn new tactics. I would count 2021 as like a head down take action year, which you need to have sometimes, where it's less about learning new things and it's more about, okay, take time and apply all of those things that you've learned in years past. So in 2021, I didn't necessarily engage in a bunch of new masterminds or workshops or um, invest in new equipment or softwares. I just took action. And that looks like a lot of different things. So earlier this year in like April-ish, some of my team members approached me and they were like, you know, we feel like everybody's working on stuff, but we're not exactly sure what this person's doing over here and how it fits into the overall game plan of the group. So I realized, and thankfully they had felt like they could be that honest and open with me. But I was like, okay, we need to have some more open communications. And rather than me just like, orchestrating everything like the wizard behind the curtain in the Wizard of Oz, I needed to be more upfront and like really bring people into the fold about how we all work and how everybody's role and tasks fit into the overall puzzle that we have here at Molly Kenneth Media. So in May, we had our first quarterly team meeting and we have implemented quarterly meetings every quarter since. So we had one in May, one in I think it was August and another one in November. And we have also instituted Asana as our project manager software so we can see exactly which tasks are assigned to which people, which parent uh, or client those tasks fall underneath, and then how all of that fits into the big picture of their marketing for the month. And then we also do weekly emails where I'll send out every Monday, what are the successes that we've had this week? What are the things we're working on? It also allows me the opportunity to um, teach a little bit more to specific team members if they need a little more 
uh, support around specific topics and tasks, I can do a quick video recording and send it off to them. But really, falling flat in my communications earlier in the year allowed me to take action on beefing up the communications and getting some new things in place. And then as we go into 2022, we are going to really hone in on not just what are the tasks we do, but what are those tasks that are key and are cornerstone to an MKM social media experience for our clients? How do we specifically approach things like hashtags? How do we specifically write captions so that nobody can tell if it's me that wrote the caption or it's my team member Haley or my team member Jesse? It just like is an MKM caption. And that's something that we're going to work on and I'm going to train around on my team as we go into 2022. Another thing in my business that I felt like I kind of missed the boat on, and I didn't miss the boat, I was just late to the boat, late, my story of my life, is waiting too long to bring on a dedicated MKM employee. So for a long time, I have had people on my team and I have, we're up to seven team members now. But a lot of those team members are independent contractors and they will just work um, on specific tasks. And there's a difference between an independent contractor and a W-2 employee. And you should talk to your tax advisor or your professional for more assistance on your specific business. But for me, like for every client that I work with, MKM is an independent contractor because, and please, I'm not a lawyer. I am not a tax advisor. This is my understanding of the difference between the two. So I am an independent contractor. Molly Knuth Media is an independent contractor for all of our clients because we are outside of the parent organization. So like my electrician client, I don't work on their payroll. I'm not working at their place of business. I'm not using their tools. I'm not working at hours designated by them in the way that they designate me to work. So that makes me an independent contractor because I have a project. I can complete it on my own time. I can use my own tools and equipment. And then I just have it completed by a deadline, but it's up to me how I get there. So that qualifies me as an independent contractor. Now, a lot of my team members up until this year have been independent contractors too because they've just been assigned specific projects or they have a specific task, they have a deadline, but it's up to them on how they get there as long as the work gets done. Now, the thing about that that has been really helpful is that like I didn't really need somebody who had dedicated a specific number of hours to my business up until this year when I felt like I was stretched so thin personally because I was seeing, like, see back to number one about, like, communications and about head down action. I was, like, everybody else on my team had, like, full-time jobs. And then they, were, they have MKM as, like, a side hustle that they work a couple hours a week. But I was finding that I needed somebody internally who knew more of how the operations here were structured. They could be, like, the touch point for the client. Um, so that they could be having specific communications with that client so I didn't have to be the go-between. And I noticed earlier in the year that I needed it. And lo and behold, somebody approached me and said, hey, I'm looking for a shift in my work life. And I think that you would be a good fit for me. How can we make this go? And I was like, oh my gosh, this would be like, she was honestly like the perfect addition to our team here. So we made it work. And now we have a payroll employee And it took a while for me to feel comfortable in that and know that this could happen and we can make it work. But guess what? We've already filled up her roster. It's only been two months. So um, we're already full again, but that's a good thing. So I waited a little too long to bring on a dedicated MKM employee. My husband had been telling me for a while, he's like, you need an employee like that's part-time or full-time that can just do what you do. 
And I know that as a a business owner, like depending on the industry that you're in, like that designates when you need to bring in somebody as that like payroll employee. If you have a restaurant, you're probably going to need that sooner than someone like me who's a service provider. But you'll feel that. You'll know when it's time to bring someone on board. And I was kind of resistant against it, but now I'm like so happy we did it. So anyway. All right. Last thing underneath this business as a whole category where I effed up this year is overcommitting. And I still do this. So I'm working on changing my habits, but I oftentimes think I can get more done in an hour than I can. I oftentimes commit to things and say yes, um, because I want to be nice. And I know that I need to crack down on this because I feel like I dropped the ball a lot more than I used to and things fell through the cracks in ways that I'm not happy about. So I personally, this all comes back to me just trying to tackle too much in too limited of a time. So I'm working on changing my habits in 2022. I'm doing things like time blocking and I'm doing things like not saying yes to as many things, building in more space and more margin in my life and not overcommitting to as many things. And that's easier said than done. I have a hard time with that, but that's where we're going with that. (laughs) You can lose 10 pounds or 10 inches by March. It's true. Keep listening, ladies, if you want to know more. All right, now let's level. Is anyone else feeling fluffy right about now? In my 20s, I thought the time between Thanksgiving and New Year were for two things. One, indulging on the weekends. And then to limiting my caloric intake during the week. Then when I flipped to the new year, it would be like, new year, new me. And I would lose all the weight that I had gained and then some, right? Not surprisingly, that did not work. It was only when I learned about proper nutrition education from my fitness coach, Erica Hermsen, that I was finally able to work with my body during and after the holiday season. Shocker, it didn't involve restriction or indulging, just balancing the two. Her weekly grocery lists, meal plans, and delicious healthy recipes help me balance my macros, aka those carbohydrates, proteins, and fats in your foods, so that I can stay on track with my goals while eating meals and snacks that don't really feel like I'm on a diet, like buffalo chicken dip, Tuscan chicken pasta, lasagna soup, chicken enchiladas, and more. During January, February, and March, Coach Erica is running another session of her signature Drop 10 Success School that teaches you all you need to know about nutrition. This 12-week program takes you through mindset, education, and practice to help you lose 10 pounds or 10 inches in the course of the Drop 10. I've done it several times, and it does work when you commit yourself to the process that Coach Erica has refined. Each time I've signed up, I've learned something new. I've felt something different in my body, and learned how I uniquely respond to the foods that I eat. In the September Drop 10 Success School in 2021, 71 women met the 10-pound, 10-inch milestone, and 25 women lost over 15 pounds or 15 inches. The woman who had the most dramatic transformation lost 21.5 pounds, you guys, and 21.75 inches in just 12 weeks. What I love about Erica's programs is that the nutrition education and recipes also come with her daily live workouts and access to her app that has a thousand plus pre-recorded workouts. So you can choose if you want to lift weights or run on the treadmill, if you have time for a seven minute booty burner or a 50 minute long-term hit. 
You can find anything that you're interested in and that fits your schedule. And not only that, but you're surrounded by the support of Erica, her team of coaches, and now 750 plus other women in the sisterhood who are working alongside you and cheering you onto your goals. If you want to experience the Sweat Inspire Sisterhood community this season, head to sweatinspiresisterhood.com slash small-minded to sign up for the drop 10 or to get started with a seven-day free trial. You get all access and you can try out everything at no cost. That's sweatinspiresisterhood.com slash small-minded for seven days of workouts, healthy recipes, encouragement, motivation, friendship, and fitness at absolutely no cost to you. Or you can sign up for her Drop 10 Nutrition Education Program that truly transforms your life. Sweatinspiresisterhood.com slash small-minded. All right, topic number two, business finances. So one way that I effed up a lot over the years is too often I just said that I'm not good with money. Like I would just tell myself, I'm not good with money. I don't understand it. I don't like it. Then I would avoid it. So I would like not check my bank accounts or I would not categorize my QuickBooks or I would like expect somebody else to know what was going on. This is so hard for me to admit. But it wasn't until like the last couple of years that I enjoyed and I was like actively working on okay so I should say like I wasn't perfect about that in 2021 I was getting better about it but then later in the year I decided to take action to address this in my life because I wanted to bring on an employee I wanted to be more we were earning like a good regular monthly amount of money but I wanted to see that grow and I wanted to have margin I didn't want to just like every dollar made go back out the door I wanted to make sure that it was like we could save, we could uh, have a cushion and a savings at MKM. So I brought in Bo and Sheila Hansen of Hansen. Um, oh my gosh. Sorry, Bo and Sheila. I'm totally butchering. <laughs> Sheila Hansen LLC. I'm trying to talk and think at the same time. And what we did was a day long VIP day session. So they came in and in the morning we did a money mindset training and we went through all of the thoughts that I have about money and why it makes me uncomfortable. And where I feel that discomfort in my body, like for me, my chest gets tight and I like get a little short of breath when I talk about finances. And we talk about why that is and what are some things that I can tell myself? What are some mantras that I adopt? And you guys' mindset is not woo-woo. There's a lot of scientific basis to it. Oh gosh, I don't know. And then there's a lot of unscientific stuff too. But anyway, so in the morning we worked on mindset things. And then in the afternoon, we actually dug into like, what was my goal? What felt comfortable for me? What was my like annual goal? What did I want to take home at the end of the day? Who did I want to support with my money? What were some other things that I had that we needed to take in consideration? Do I need to be saving? Do I need to be paying down debt? Do I need to be investing? Because for each different person in each different business, that is different. So it took working with somebody and feeling vulnerable enough to tell them that I am uncomfortable with money. I am not sure what to do with it. But that was like, something that I had to be courageous enough to do and sign up for and let somebody look at my finances, which felt so, so awkward and terrible for me. I hated that. But I had to go through that discomfort so then I could make better decisions in my business. And I'm working on being someone who regularly checks my finances. And I'm working on being someone who accepts that money happens. And I'm working on being someone who is adopting a mindset that is bigger and better and not so self-limiting, um, but that is all a work in progress. 
Also, I feel like I effed up in my finances because I made it hard and stressful. So I would like tell myself that I didn't understand things. I would tell myself that I wasn't good at QuickBooks, that I was going to screw stuff up. Um, But then now I'm taking the small steps to correct that too, like that money mindset shift. I am following more investment and finance accounts on Instagram. I'm working with like closer with professionals and talking about money more. And then like my business friendships, talking about finances and talking about profit margin and talking about take-home pay and building in habits like saving a certain amount of money um, each month so that I have those things set aside and I'm not in a pinch if like an unexpected expense pops up. So those are ways that I'm trying to improve my finances or ways that I am improving my finances, I should say, and uh, ways that I screwed up. So that felt really uncomfortable, guys, and I hated talking about finances, but let's go into step three. All right, ways that I effed up in 2021. Number three, my friendships. I feel like I spent so much time head down working, like I didn't even look up and all of a sudden it was June. And granted, we had a lot of like things going on in our lives earlier this year, but I feel like every time I tried to make appointments or things happen with friendships, it fell through. Now, I shouldn't say that everything was like in the friendship front was like not enough because I did like, deepen some business friendships. I did find people who I could really lean on and ask like vulnerable questions to. And like some friends and I put together our own little mastermind and we meet monthly and we box each other. And so I did have some better uh, business friendships in particular grow and evolve throughout the year. But I do feel like I'm somebody who is so like, like my personality is like to pick a goal and just work towards it. And sometimes I put on blinders to the other things. And so like I was so committed to work this year that I let other things slide and I really just didn't live enough, if that makes sense. So something that I'm really going to be better about and think about more, and I've talked about this already in this episode, is build in more margin time and really focus on saying yes to things rather than being like, I think I'm just going to stay home and make the safe choice. Like, I need to just say yes and do things and build in more time for friendships as well. And as someone who likes to be in her comfies at like eight o'clock on a weeknight, (laughs) maybe that'll involve me like not doing that. So anyway, that's a goal I have for 2022. All right, theme here as we move into number four, which is family. I worked too much. I let my schedule take over. And I do love what I do. So I find myself wanting to do that because work lights me up and I'm good at it. And especially if I'm like doing non-work things like folding laundry or dishes or organizing the house or whatever, that's when I get my most creative ideas. So no matter what I'm doing or if I'm out on a walk, like when I'm doing those mindless things, that's when I get my best business ideas. So then I come back to the office and I jot it down or I'll take a note on my phone and then I'll be thinking about work stuff. So like I just worked way too much in this year. And what I want to do is like, not like necessarily work less. I want to work smarter in 2022. So I'm trying to figure out ways where I can like still get things. (laughs) This is like a huge ask. I want to still get as much done just in less time. And so that's going to involve me thinking smarter about like processes or automations that I have in place or bringing more people on board or scaling my business in other ways. So 
that's what I'm looking at in 2022. I don't want to work so many hours because when I started this business, my kids were all little and I was able to spend time with them as I grew the business. And now I find myself, even on days when my little guy's at home with me on Fridays, he's parked in front of the TV or the iPad and I'm in my office and I'm like, this is not what I wanted. This is not why I built this so I could be sitting at my desk while my kids are playing. So I am going to be more aware of that in 2022, but I feel like that was a big way. And I understand that business has seasons and you go through these seasons, but it's my last kid at home and this is the last like few months that I'll have somebody at home with me regularly. So I want to take advantage of that in 2022 and I want to have days off. I want to feel like I can go shopping instead of feeling like if I take a half day, I'm going to lose everything. So I, that's a lot of mindset stuff too, but that's something that I'm working on. And in family, I've been getting stressed a lot at home. I have a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 5-year-old. And so like things are just busy and they don't listen to me like the way my clients and team team members do. But that's something that I'm working on. And I've learned that my attitude dictates my kids' attitude. So I need to, if I want them to be happier or more excited or approach the day with positivity, then what I found is that I need to set that tone first and which is going to lead into the next segment of the episode. But where I feel like I've effed up a lot this year is that I've just been like spending so much time being stressed and like nagging them. And I want to be a little more relaxed in 2022. I was just going to insert an inappropriate joke, um, but I feel like I can't say that here. So anyway, moving on. All right. Last way that we're breaking this down, personal development. Ways that I felt like I effed up is ones that I already told you about, but it's the themes that come through all of these where I felt like I wasn't enough, where I felt like I was letting people and myself down a lot. I was overcommitting. I was getting short of um, like short tempered and just feeling like I wasn't doing my best and just really beating myself up about it. And so as we finish this talking about personal development, know that when I end with this topic, it's because as I look back at the year, what I tend to do are look at all of the ways that I fell short. And that's just on me personally. Like that's just how I look at things. I look at what I didn't accomplish, how I screwed things up, how I felt low or felt like I just didn't measure up. And a lot of that is not because I didn't have successes. I did. I had so many successes. We had the most money we've ever raised in a month. We raised, made. We've had the biggest year we've ever had. We had 10,000 downloads on the podcast. We, you know, I did go on vacations with my kids and with my husband. We did like figure out ways to like, I'm making more money than I ever have. We are, you know. So there are successes there too. And I don't say that in a braggy way. I just say like when I shared all of these other things and ways that I fell short, it's because that's what I tend to focus on. I never feel like I'm doing enough. So in this segment about personal development, something that I really had to lean into again this year, and I've done this off and on throughout the past few years, is start attending regular therapy sessions. So um, a couple of years ago, um, my daughter had a pretty significant medical issue. and she was in the hospital for two months. And as is my status quo, when things get hard, I work harder. And so after her, you know, that was very traumatizing, but I like worked hard. And and, like, after we got back home, we just picked up where we left off and I worked my ass off to bring the family, like 
you know, just get everything done for the family, get back into the swing of things with work. And then about six months later, I was feeling like so, so low. And that's when I started going to therapy and working with a counselor each week or two weeks and having that one hour to just talk to her, share my feelings, even though I don't like being vulnerable and sharing my feelings like that was still important work to do. And I noticed how I felt after I talked to somebody about it. And then earlier in 21 this year, I was starting to feel some of those similar feelings come up because I did like I so after I felt like I did the work with the therapist, I felt like I was doing pretty well. And so I took like a little hiatus from going to therapy regularly. And then with COVID in there, um, I didn't have regular appointments. But in 21, I started feeling like, oh, I was feeling uncomfortable and feeling like just off. And so I wanted to, I reached out to my therapist and said, hey, can I start having regular sessions again? And so she worked me into her schedule and that felt so good. And it really helped me get clear about like, you know, every time that I do tell myself I'm not doing enough, I do need to look at all the things that I am doing or like the areas where I feel like I'm just impatient or getting stressed out, like thinking about what are the other ways I can do it. And typically it goes back to me just like not bottling up my emotions and not like keeping everything peaceful. Like sometimes I have to share how I feel upset or want things changed. And so working with a therapist has really helped me see that even in all of these ways where I feel like I'm not measuring up or doing enough, I really am doing a lot. And she helps me come up with strategies to tackle this with myself and things to work on so that I can become a better, happier person. And a lot of that has to do with like sharing my feelings and just being open and talking and not pretending like everything's fine all the time. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I found in my personal development in 2021 is that I am at my best and I feel at my best when I am learning. And so I did start this episode by saying that 21 was for me a lot of head down action. You do need to do that every so often. You can't just be cycling through each program workshop like without stop. You have to like apply what you learn. But I do notice that I feel my most creative and I feel like I am just like a fountain of ideas when I am actively in learning mode. So what I did at the end of this year was um, in December, actually, I signed up for a mastermind with a coach who I know and love. I've worked with her on and off for years. So I'm in a mastermind with her. And then I did also join the Social Media Marketing Society again so that I have some technical social media application that I'm learning as I go. Um, the other things that I've started doing is changing up my physical fitness routine. So I used to start every morning with a workout and a healthy breakfast and just dive right into my day by moving my body. And what I found in 21 was that like I was needing more rest time. I don't know if I wasn't going to bed early enough or what, but I'd want to sleep in in the mornings. And so then I'd get my workout started a little later which then I'd have to get cleaned up for the day. And then I'd have to wake up my kids and get them on the road. And then if I slept in, even by 15 minutes, that meant I was getting the kids out of bed 15 minutes later. And I was getting stressed because we were going to be late. And then it was projecting onto them. And what I found is that I need to change up my routine. I need to start my days a little bit less busy. So I'll like just kind of take my time getting up. Most times I'm just like, puttering around or I'll come in and sit at the desk and maybe like knock out a few tasks before I wake the kids up. But then I like when I get the kids up, I want to be like not having to blow dry my hair and do my makeup and everything. I'm pretty much ready to go. And then I'm a little less stressed and then that makes them a little less stressed. 
I also have started doing checklists with them in the morning. So then I'm not nagging them about what has to get done next. They have a list. They see their name. They have a checkbox. And then they can check it off and know as they go. Now that helps because most of my kids can read now. (laughs) But if I was thinking about doing this like four years ago, it wouldn't have been possible because I didn't have enough readers here at home. (laughs) But it's sometimes like you just go through seasons in life. And so you need to adjust what has worked for a while may not work anymore. And so you just need to make those little adjustments and pivots. And that'll bring more peace into your daily routine. And so for me, starting my day looks different than it did even a year ago. Um, I'm working out at nighttime more. I am not in a place that I'm happy at with my weight. I will admit that. But um, I do feel like I have a lot of foundational knowledge, thanks to my coach, Erica Hermsen, and I'm still part of Sweat Inspire Sisterhood. Uh, I love her workouts and her nutrition plans. Um, I just need to say no to the Christmas candy, you guys. I have a hard time with that. So, all right. Those are all the ways that I feel like I fell short in 21, but I hope you also heard some of the ways that I am making adjustments to make 22 even better. And more so, I am identifying ways in my own life where I point out those places where I fell short and I minimize the celebrations and successes when it should be in, in fact the opposite. So it's more so identifying what are those personal parts of me that make it like that and making sure that I'm not minimizing those celebrations all the time. So if you are similar, make sure you're celebrating things. And acknowledging all that went right, not just the things that you feel went wrong. All right. So that's my story for 2021. 2022 is coming in hot and we've got some big things planned. So make sure you're staying tuned to not only Small Minded Podcast, but also to Molly Knuth Media on Facebook and Instagram. Check out Social School if you are interested in strategizing your entire marketing for 2022, uh, because that is signing up right now and it starts next week. So you don't want to miss out on this. Trust me when I say that. We also have some really cool, exciting new options that will be rolling out throughout the year. And I'm just so excited and so thankful. So thank you for being here. Best wishes. Happy New Year. And I'll be back next week with an entirely new episode. It's year end and you're probably reviewing your 2021 performance as you prep and plan for the new year, right? For me at MKM, that looks like updating pricing, updating contracts, prepping for taxes, assessing profit and loss, etc. as I make a game plan for structure and services in 2022. But I didn't start out in my very first year or even the first four years knowing how to do this. Did you? Do you know which areas of your business you need to focus on building next year? Do you know which steps to take to make those improvements? As you know, revenue does not equal profit or take-home pay in your business. So how do we grow more than just the gross revenue and actually make some money in 2022 as business owners? Well, thankfully, my friend Janie Stahl is a fractional CFO, and she is an expert in just this type of thing. She helps business owners see that sustainable profitability requires high performance in all areas of their business. And with her expertise, she guides them through the process of analyzing profit, offers, services, products, and time spent so that business owners can work smarter in the exact areas that will keep their business working profitably for years to come. Right now, Janie is offering a free assessment to help you determine which area of your business could be improved in 22, and it's free. 
In this guide, she walks through creating your unique business plan for next year and identify specific steps you should take to strengthen your business's foundation. Go to janiestahl.com slash small-minded to download the free assessment today. That's J-A-N-E-Y-S-T-A-H-L dot com slash small-minded for more clarity, less confusion, and confidence knowing you are doing the right things to grow your business in the year ahead. janiestahl.com slash small-minded is where it's all at. And psst, if you'd like to hear more from Janie, Head to episode 54 of the Small Minded Podcast for her inspiring story of entrepreneurship and financial tips for business owners of any size. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one, take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded.